Welcome to the Asherah Grove, where we discuss the intersection of women, divinity, and power within the context of Mormonism. I'm your host, Suzette Smith. podcast called the Asherah Grove. This is one that I've been thinking of for a long time. So today I'm going to share some introductory thoughts about this podcast. I've been interested in women of the church for many years. I've thought about and discussed patriarchy, sexism, and women's power, or the lack thereof, for a long time. I've also been listening to Bill Real and Mormon Discussions for a long time, probably four or five years now. I love his podcast. I've always thought that he should do more about women. So when I met Bill several years ago, we agreed to do a few sessions on women together. If you'd like to go back and listen to these sessions on Mormon Discussions, um, here are the five that we did, and I'll also link to them. So you can check out um, number 160, which is Female Ordination recorded in July of 2015. You can go to 174 called Turning the Key to You. This was October of 2015, and it um, is the breakdown of the essay on women and priesthood. You can also look up uh, episode 186, which is called Girls Who Choose God. That came out in November of 2015, and it's me talking with the authors of Girls Who Choose God, about those books and um, why they wrote them. You can look at essay 216. This is about Heavenly Mother. Came out in May of 2016 and is about the essay, church essay on Heavenly Mother. Uh, Finally, there's essay 242, which is called A Spiritual Journey. This came out in um, November of 2016 and is about kind of a personal spiritual journey of mine. Anyway, um, as you know, about a year ago, Bill decided to go uh, forward with a a new format for Mormon discussions and include several podcasts under his umbrella. I wanted to uh, take this chance to create something that's focused on LDS women and really discuss this intersection between women, divinity, and power. So the Asherah Grove was born. Some of the topics I'm hoping to discuss in the next couple of years um, are focused on women, and they would be scriptures, and especially the scriptures that highlight women, church history, particularly uh, women in church history. Um, I'd like to discuss women's church experiences and have several guests on that are just going to be talking about their experiences as women in the church. I'd also like to discuss how to approach male leadership in the church. And then uh, women in leadership, women in priesthood, of course, the Relief Society and young women. I'll be doing some thoughts on General Conference, and you can find my direct commentary on General Conference on the Facebook page, The Asherah Grove. There are several books out right now on, uh, on women in the church, and I would like to discuss those. And of course, we'll be discussing the feminine divine, our Heavenly Mother. So you might wonder why... Uh, I call this podcast The Asherah Grove. 
I chose to use the name Asherah because that is one of the names of the feminine divine. A little background on this. Some biblical scholars do believe that in the book of Kings, um, there's a suggestion that she, the mother God, was worshipped alongside Yahweh in the temples in Israel. There are references of worship of many gods throughout Kings, particularly Solomon building temples to many gods. But then along came King Josiah. This boy king, as you may be aware, stripped Asherah out of the Bible texts. Uh, he cut also cut down the statues of Asherah that were in Solomon's temples. And he focused the worship of Israel on the male god only, Yahweh. I chose to use the word groves because Asherah, translated in Greek, is grove. And the tree is a symbol of women and goddess. Uh, we know that there were Asherah poles in ancient civilizations, including Israel. This is a sacred tree that stood in honor of the mother goddess. Trees show up a lot in scriptures and stories. In the Old Testament, Joshua erects uh, a large stone against a tree as a sign and a symbol. And there are other symbols, of course, of trees in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, uh, we do see the wood from trees many, many places in the life of Christ. Of course, he was raised by a carpenter. We have the manger. We have many ships that he spent time in. And ultimately, we have the cross. And then, of course, there is the Christmas tree, which is the symbol of Christ's birth. Joseph Smith's first vision took place in a grove of trees. So we also sort of have this imagery in our more current church history. Last year, I was reading the spring issue of the Exponent magazine, and I came across an article that really sums up some of these thoughts. So I thought I would quote from that. This is a quoting from the article, Out of the Shadows by Heather Farr Gunnell. Our Heavenly Mother is in God and she is also in the scriptures. There is a great deal of research and insight from biblical scholars regarding the presence of a female deity in the scriptures. There are many prominent symbols that testify of our Heavenly Mother. We know that these symbols are. When we know what these symbols are, we can recognize our Heavenly Mother as we read the scriptures, and we can allow her to influence our lives. One of the symbols of Heavenly Mother is the presence of a tree. In ancient Judaism, there was a heavenly mother and her name was Asherah. She was seen in connection with the earth and the trees. We see her in scriptural stories today. For instance, the King James translators, when they came upon the word Asherah, would translate that into grove. So we see either grove or tree in the Bible and when we see that, we can translate that into Holy Mother. The symbols of Heavenly Mother as a tree, of course, appears in the Old and New Testaments, but also in the Book of Mormon. When Nephi is shown the tree of life, he describes it as the epitome of divine beauty. Quoting the Book of Mormon, The beauty thereof was far beyond, yea, exceeding of all beauty. And the witness thereof did exceed the whiteness of the driven snow. 
Nephi goes on to say, I behold thou hast shown unto me the tree which is precious above all. Knowing that the symbolism of Heavenly Mother is a tree or a grove uh, allows us to see her in these stories, like the tree of life, like the burning bush, and even Joseph Smith's vision, which took place in the grove of trees. Okay, so moving on, I just want to say that in focusing on women in the Asher Grove podcast, I do not plan to leave out men or exclude men from the conversation. Ideally, I'd like to have sort of this equal balance of male-female partnership. I'd love to have this in the world. I'd love to have this in the church. However, as we know, the partnership has been out of balance for a long time. So I'm going to focus on women while we do some catching up and filling in the gaps. Still, I'd like to talk to men and talk about men, and I certainly hope men will be listening. Let me share a great quote about this uh, from Carolyn Pearson. The process of deconstruction is underway. A shell breaks and a bright thing shivers. When the little butterfly of equality, a real partnership, begins to move her wings in Mormondom, a shift will be felt in far-off places. We are one, and when one is blessed, the blessing is for all. I'd like to add a few of my own thoughts to this. If we are to seek equality between men and women in the church and in Mormondom, I think two major things need to happen. First, we need to bring back the mother and have a full functioning goddess in our faith. And two, we need to rebuild and strengthen the Relief Society so it is a true and equal partner organization to the male priesthood quorums. Let me talk for a second about bringing back the mother. I do believe that we are best balanced when we see God as both masculine and feminine. This in turn will allow us to see women as true spiritual leaders and having faithful power. We have a basis for this Heavenly Mother in um, the Heavenly Mother essay that the church put out. Let me just quote from that. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints teaches that all human beings, male and female, are beloved spirit children of heavenly parents, a heavenly father and a heavenly mother. This understanding is rooted in scripture. The prophetic teachings and the nature of God, our relationship with deity, and the godly potential of men and women. The doctrine of Heavenly Mother is cherished and is a distinctive part of the belief system of the Latter-day Saint. So there you have it, this kernel of truth. I personally think that it is high time that we seek the Mother and that we expand this doctrine. Let me quote one more time from Carolyn Pearson. I look forward to the day when every individual member of the church and every congregation will feel more more open to the presence of our long-lost Heavenly Mother, who has been evicted from us in both heaven and earth. This glorious goddess, the sole partner of Elohim, is the creation and the sustaining of life. She needs to be welcomed back into the family. I know that many of us are searching for the mother. No one expresses the pain and the longing of a lost mother better than Rachel Hunt Steenblick. She has written hundreds of small poems about Heavenly Mother, and she published them in a book called Mother's Milk. 
I'm going to read just three of these small poems to you because I really think they reflect the longing that many of us have for our mother. The first poem is called Supplication. A baby calling out in the night for her mother, the first primordial call. The second poem is called Looking for You. If I knew where to find you, I would climb out of bed, cry mama until I saw you. And the third poem is called If I Could Write a Letter. Dear Mama, I miss you. Do you miss me? Love, Rachel. I think when we as a church do the hard work to bring her back, that we will be better. We will be better for men and for women, for girls and for boys. But let me move on to my second point, which is the Relief Society. And this is um, in creating a true partnership between men and women. We've got the administrative side of the church. And I really think we need to build that small Relief Society building just as tall as the church office buildings. We really need two pillars to help balance us. Right now, we just have one. We have this tall, heavy power of patriarchy, and it's so heavy that I sometimes think it's tipping over. If we could have two pillars, I think it would like balance us, male and female. Admittedly, uh, this balance, I think, currently works best on the ward level. Uh, the councils are great in the church, and I do think that this elders quorum situation that Elder President Nelson talked about in last conference that will create just one elders quorum is going to help a lot in creating this balance and structure with the Relief Society. However, as soon as we like reach the stake level, equality starts to break down. We've got a stake Relief Society president, but she has no accountability directly to the wards. Her accountability is to the male stake president. As we move up the administrative line towards the Prophet and the Twelve, we have area authorities and several quorums of 70, but we have nothing on the female side of things. There's this huge gap between the general Relief Society president and her board and, say, the stake Relief Society president. The General Relief Society presidency is sort of like this floating body. They don't have stewardship, or they do have stewardship over women, but they don't have like direct lines to them or connections to them or authority for them. They actually report directly to the 70. And then this leaves the Q15 at the top of the church with no checks and no balances. I would love to see this quorum of 15, the 12 apostles plus the first presidency, become a quorum of 30. This quorum of 30 would be men and women working together. And I think that this would create a balance. We could run this balance back down to the ward level, creating two columns of balanced leadership with men and women. And actually, church history does have some precedence for this in the Holy Anord excuse me, in the Holy Anointed Quorum, which was established in Kirtland and was made up of both men and women. Anyway, let's move on to the spiritual side of the Relief Society. Right now, men have complete control over the blessings and ordinances of the church. Aside from birth, which I personally see as an ordinance, women are not permitted to participate in any church blessings or ordinances. They are not even allowed to hold their own babies during a baby blessing, which isn't even an ordinance. It's just a blessing. Women are not allowed to baptize, confirm, ordain, endow, 
seal or even give blessings to their own children, although obviously we know many women who do this in the privacy of their own homes. I suppose it's a don't ask, don't tell situation. So we need to give women priesthood. Um, Whether it's a priestesshood or a priesthood, we need to do this so that women and men can equally work on the spiritual side of things. That's probably enough of my thoughts for right now, but perhaps I'll do a full podcast at some point about um, the administrative and spiritual side of the church and bringing the Relief Society in and maybe even do a podcast on Heavenly Mother. Let me just wrap up this podcast, this sort of introduction to the Asherah Grove, by saying that I hope it will be a journey for all of us. I want to discuss things. I want to unfold things. I want to discover things. Um, particularly about this interesting intersection of women, divinity, and power. Uh, I'd like to read some of the words of Melody Newey to you. She writes beautifully about Mormon journeys. You can find her full thoughts in the Exponent Magazine Summer Edition 2014 in an article called A Weary Women's Faith. So I'm just going to read this to you. Our forebears brought the church to a geographical Zion, where we found safety from the storms and persecutions, and we were at greater peace in our fellowship as disciples of Christ. We continue that fellowship wherever we live in the world today. We strive for Zion and for peace. In this way, we are no different from the early saints. We are doing what we have always done, moving forward in fits and starts, pushing and pulling, witnessing spiritual casualties, and burying our dead illusions along the trail. What matters is that we are moving forward. When we, begin care- when we begin caring deep in our bones about the place of women in the church, we volunteer for a hard work, for a long journey, and many moments of despair. We see inequality between men and women, and we believe that God has a plan to bring that balance into the church. And yet we find ourselves crying, How long, O Lord? Many of us had no idea what we were signing up for when we in our hearts and minds were open to the world of Mormon feminism. We may have been a long way down the path before before it dawned on us that, that there was no turning back. No return to the comfort of ignorance. So we chose to press forward each day doing our part in whichever way seems best. Today, my part is slowing down and sitting in the shade of an early autumn. If you were here with me, I'd invite you to sit with me and watch life shining through the walnut leaves. We'd listen to the bird songs and rest for a while in God's good grace. Then, when we were ready, we'd get up and get on with it. I love Melody's imagery here. I love the idea of moving forward. For me, personally, I think I just need to start talking and keep talking about all these things that are on my woman's heart. So that's why we have the Asherah Grove. And I really hope we will be journeying together. I look forward to that. Um, I would like to... I'll come up with many discussions and many shows and many questions. If you have questions, if you have topics, if you'd like to come on the show, please email me. I would love to hear from you. The address is theasheragrove at 
gmail.com. That's T-H-E-A-S-H-E-R-A-H-G-R-O-V-E at gmail.com. I'm signing off for now, but look forward to many more podcasts. May God, our Father and our Mother, lead you, guide you, walk beside you, and help you find your way.